I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A pound of the game. West Ham United. More than just a podcast. More than just a Good evening, good morning or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 11, episode 2. My name is George. I'm back for two weeks on the trot. Who can believe it? First time in God knows how long. And I think even though there's been 11 seasons of this podcast, or years, I think this is the first time I've hosted a podcast when West Ham are top of the Premier League. Which is uh, just a very strange thing to say. Um, I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. How are you doing? I'm very well. Welcome very back well. for the second week on the bounce. I know, that's a surprise you. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glory Hunter. It's the return of the one and only shed man, Nigel Khan. Hello, Nigel. I'm in my shed. You single out soon, that is uh Dancing along to that I was, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh so we're top of the league. Um I know. we played Leicester last night and we won. But not only won, we scored another four goals, another comprehensive victory, a great performance. Um felt pretty comfortable throughout, especially after the first goal went in and uh didn't really feel troubled. Uh, any other time of the game, John? What did you make of it? I f- loved it. Yeah, that's what I made of it. Yeah, it was. It's, it's just becoming extremely strange to watch. Uh, you just it's going to take some getting used to, you and let's hope we do have to get used to it. <laughs> hope it keeps coming. You know, um, yeah, it was. Re- it's a great performance. I thought. They obviously had the ball a lot more than us at the beginning of the game, but we didn't look troubled at all. We pressed really well. We seemed to have a plan, and they seemed to implement it very well. And even when it was 11 v 11, which I'm sure we'll get to all of that, it, it looked to me like 
no doubt that we were going to win that game, especially after we got the first goal. It was comfortable throughout. It was really a great performance. The 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 way we let them keep the ball to a certain point in their own half, and then whenever they made their first move with the ball forward, we sort of went at them in packs and closed them down. You know, some of the, some of their players just couldn't cope with it. Yeah. That Tun Tunchkai or whatever his name is. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, obviously. So it's like Do you mean Soyonchu? Soyonchu. Yeah, it. it's close. Yeah, no. I mean, I think Tunchai is a uh, Blackburn player. Isn't he? Old Blackburn player. I think yeah, he was Turkish right. as well. That was yeah. Tungai, wasn't it? Tungai. Yeah. I think he was Turkish as well. So I can see where confusion is, but you're about there 20 you years too late. And I'm just <sighs> too old. And be fuddled. <laughs> just too but old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just. He, he especially couldn't. He was having a lot of trouble with what was going on around he him. He did have a bad game, but then they, they had. They, I think they were. That was like their last choice centre backs, wasn't it? I will say and Andrew starts, doesn't he? Before the game, for those, because I know Nigel, you were there, but before the game, oh, they were talk, Nigel. talking how great indeed he was, and he was a better player really than Rice. <laughs> really. Yeah, there was talk of that. There was talk before the game of how will the West Ham team cope with the fans in the ground because uh, their their uplift of the last season coincided with the neg no negativity from the fans in the ground, in the ground and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And it was just like, oh, shut one up. Of my, one of my favourite comments was actually Gary Neville at the end of the match when he put a fifty million pound rating on Declan Rice. Yeah. I was just like, where's he brought that from? Yeah. Um what would you pay for him? What would you pay? Ask? Yeah, fifty, sixty million. Fifty, sixty yeah. million, yeah. It's like how much did they spend on that Fred anyway? Um Nigel, you were mm -hmm. the only one that was there, as in on this podcast. Obviously there was a lot of other people there. Um but in terms of on this podcast, you were the only one there. Yes. Talk us through not only the game, but getting into the ground, because I understand there was a bit of aggro outside the ground in terms of the new ticketing system and full well, capacity crowd, etc. I mean, it started off badly. I had half our queue in the supporters club to get to the bar, and all they had left was four cans of John Smiths. Well, at least they had some bitter. Well, they, I was bitter, <laughs> mate, because I ended up, I said, I'll have a bottle of water then. Oh. That was it. <laughs> It was like so I thought, tough times, that is. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it was busy in there. It was busy, busy, busy. Obviously, half hour queue, but the barb never had that. Um, but I mean, that was down to delivery problems. So, and to be fair, the supporters club they did send an email out in advance advising us of the delivery problems. But when you get in there before half six, you know, uh, you know, an hour and a half before kickoff, you don't think it's going to be. Well, I didn't think it'd be quite like that but perhaps I've been spoiled because it's never been like that since we've been at the stadium so you know what that is though it's the, uh, the excitement of the first yeah, game back the, the new game so the bridge weren't too bad so we crossed the bridge and that, and that was okay five minutes that's all bit of a queue shuffle along off we go and then as soon as he's about ten past seven quarter past seven um, you see the, uh, I sort of turned left at the shops and got met with the first turnstile where people were queuing, but the queue was so bad, it blocked the concourse. 
so people that want to get past them have to shuffle through and people queuing at the ump because you know they want to make sure you're not trying to jib the queue so you have to cut through them and then but you had to do it three times <laughs> to get round to turnstile see where we are um the only place that didn't have a queue was the away fans they'd all got in but a bit of me wonders i don't know if west Ham should pay the tickets to the away fans i don't know um i'd seen the bad reports about it being on the phones prior to the atlanta game so and um even for the southampton game i printed the tickets off so again this time printed the tickets off so i'll get around to turnstile c and you you physically could not get par people physically could not so if people were trying to get to turnstile b they couldn't find a way through the crowd it was that bad it took about 35 minutes to get in in the queue well about 30 minutes um I think that probably there was people that may have queued longer. You know, the fans got frustrated. The abuse of the stewarding outside was 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 total out of order. People screaming the stewards do their job. It ain't their fault. This this has all come from above. Um, I believe S Southampton had problems at the weekend. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they've the issued a full refund, I think. Yeah, offered refunds to people. It'd be interesting to see if West Ham do the same. Um, the, the thing about football is, the, the, from what I could gather, is um, you get you, if you're using your phone, it, it depending on what phone you got, depending on how well it works, including the size of it. Some of the phones, it's possible that the barcode was too big for the reader to read it, or they couldn't get the phone into the reader. So you know, like Sean, he's got to have the biggest <laughs> phone in the world, isn't it? So yeah. it, it, it's possible that the really large phones don't fit into the readers. They've not changed the, the, the turnstiles or the card readers. This is exactly the same system that what was there prior. So, um, and, and this is the thing. Some of it, the, the, the club hides behind the Premier League, um, uh, you know, not ruling, I don't think it's a rule, it's like the Premier League have got together, so a lot of clubs are implementing this, hiding behind the Premier League, even though the rule, like the, 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 the piece on the Premier League website says some clubs, you know, clubs are open to do what they please. So actually, and this is the thing, a personal season ticket is COVID friendly. So the club cannot hide behind this as COVID reasons. And bearing in mind, we know because we've seen screenshots of the website that we took. This was going to happen before COVID anyway. This move to digital. You know, the cards probably cost... For me to buy a card like that blank, I'd normally pay, I think, about £1 uh, for a, a, a chipped card with no, bar, with no um, mag stripe. I'd normally pay about a pound. And that's a blank card that we then people print off themselves their logos and whatever i would imagine the the, the star or card west ham use which is a, probably a bit better quality and printed like that i would imagine it had only cost them two quid so it's like 100 grand so you can see what they're trying to do with the saving there um but bearing in mind that cards 
meant the club saved money on printing out the old voucher books. So it, I can't see why they just couldn't keep the card. Or just said to people, if you want a card, give us a tenner. Now apparently, after the Man United game, you can pay the club and they'll issue you with a card. But it's got to have your photograph on it. Now, some of us, George won't remember the days, John might, that they tried to force football fans to have ID cards. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've got, a, luckily, I've got a brochure here, West Ham fans against ID cards. Um, luckily. Which I think is from the 1990s. Well, the, 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 there was a protest meeting on March the 20th and Ray Stewart had been invited and Rogan Taylor from the Football Supporters Association. So this is obviously late 80s, early 90s. Um, it was being run by Dave Smith of 12 Fordyke Road, Dagenham, Essex. I don't know <laughs> if Dave was listening, but he actually <laughs> put his address. So, so on this leaflet, say no to ID cards at Upton Park. Football fans fought this and won. Um, I think this was after Hillsborough. Um, they wanted to force us to have ID cards. Um, so we've been down that road. So I think it's wrong of the club to to say, oh, you've got to have your photograph on it. Just give us the bloody, you know. I think people are, are happy enough to pay the five or the tender, the cost of the card. So the club ain't going to cost any money. But can can people do like Len's offering to do the bespoke thing and just get a well, QR and, code and put on it? The, and this is the thing. Um, obviously what Len's doing the technology's there and it works they will issue you uh, all season ticket holders one QR code um, after the first three games so the reason for that is is that I think they'd started selling individual tickets for those three games before they then relented and let's get this right they relented after the Atlanta game so they'd realised there was a problem so my, my guessing is they realised something like this was going to happen. Um, so they've changed their mind of this. Lens card um, works lovely. It's, you know, and it is, it is, you can personalise it. You can have a player with your choice on it. You know, it ain't going to be an ID card. And you just, all, all you probably have to do, not that I'm a salesman, but is that you'd have to uh, place the order with Len and when West Ham sends you the QR code, send in the QR code and he'll put it on the ticket. But that can um, only be done after the third game, yeah? That can only be done once the QR codes have been sent out. Alright. So. But you got um, in the ground. But I got in the ground, missed the kickoff. Um, one thing, actually, that was highlighted to me, um, I don't know if it was picked up on telly, and I'm hoping other listeners pick up on it, is that um, they played bubbles when the teams come out. Now, normally what happens is they play bubbles when the teams come out. Then they have the, the Premier League neutral music that's dictated by the Premier League, believe it or not. And then just before the game kicks off, if you remember as the, the, everything, they're tossing the coin and everything, he plays bubbles one more time, doesn't he? Yeah, and Which he stops it at Silences kick it at kick-off and then we sing along. Didn't happen. Mm. Did not happen. Now, there is a... There is Why? a theory behind that. <laughs> well, we don't I know. I knew you'd do have we? one. I knew you'd well, have no, one. No, the, the theory was given to me is 
would it interfere with players taking the knee? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's going to take away that. Yeah. So bearing yeah. in mind that they play bubbles, game kicks off, Russ the button monkey shuts off the music, but we all keep singing. Yeah. But what happens is, is the ref blows the whistle, Russ presses the button to stop the bubbles. We're singing bubbles, they're all taking the knee. Now, frankly, this is probably a damn sight better than people booing or clapping. <laughs> yeah, for me. Wish there was a mixture of. Well, yeah, and well, I weren't there, so but I'm told there was a mixture of boos and clats. So, um, y you know, it's as bubbles made way for taking it a knee, because if it if it has, you know, I don't know where I sit on it, because I sort of understand why players take the knee now. I think it's progressed from the political statement that it started off as and everything else. I think it's it's a bigger thing with football now and and the and the um, you know what goes on in the social media world and the abuse footballers get as a, as a rule, not just you know racist abuse, just general abuse they get when they have a bad game. So, but that I mean, at last ten minutes and I'm at the game now, aren't I? Um, do you know what? Uh, There's a funny <laughs> thing about that stadium. Is it someone that never well, wanted he's, the he's not back at the game then. He's yeah. back at the stadium. No, but yeah. it is because this is yeah. it is this is the game. Was it nice to be back? Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. Obviously, I was back there for the, at the Southampton game, but it weren't the same. Eight thousand fans. Yeah. In, you know, it's like a reserve game, and it was it was good to go to the Southampton game. But this was special because you know, back in my own seat, further away from the pitch. Um, and and everything else with that, the atmosphere was outstanding. And blimey! And the, and the, and this is the thing. I've you know it's one thing I've always said was, and luckily there is a YouTube video of me outside Upton Park saying that in the last game of the season. Is at atmosphere um, generally comes from what people are viewing. Now the reason why sound like Gary Neville. This is well, and this is the thing. The reason why talk sports say, "Oh, it was a toxic atmosphere," and Sky apparently highlighted it as a, you know, what are they going for? The reason why it was the atmosphere wasn't great is because for the past four years that we were there, we never had anything really decent to cheer. Mm -hmm. Let's get this right. The last time I was in the stadium was against Brighton. Uh, like in a full house game as such, was Brighton on February the 1st, um, 2020. So that was my last um, big crowd game. And we blew a 3-1 lead, drew 3 all. You know, I think we were sitting fourth from bottom. We'd just signed Suchek and Bowen. Um, and we didn't know if we were staying up or what. Moyes had only been in the job six weeks, five weeks. Now, we've had this period since then, or since lockdown, of actually non-stop success, really. Lockdown came possibly at a good time. You think, we come out of lockdown, far rightly, we lost the first two games, didn't we? Then we beat um, Chelsea, wasn't it? 3-2 in Yarmolenko. Mm -hmm, and then yeah. we it kick-started us, didn't it? No, and yeah, we came out, of, come out of lockdown and then picked up on, yeah, on picked a good up run. And, and, and went on a good run. 
and then that continued last season which was uh, like a virtual lockdown season so the fans have not been there at all while we've had the best team in that stadium I've got, a stat, I've got a stat for you right go on which well, I'm stealing thanks, I'm stealing from uh, <laughs> Rob Pritchard oh, you, your mate Rob yeah. Um, since we beat Chelsea 3-2 on the 1st of July 2020, when Yarmolenko scored his last-minute winner, yep. we've collected 83 points from 47 matches. Yeah. We've scored 84 goals in those 47 games. That's 1.79 goals mm. per game. So the turnaround since that... that and that's what I'm saying. But, been we, but what's happened is, is that where we were at the stadium, and it was all doom and gloom and negativity... Now, even though we haven't been at the stadium, we're all energised and excited by yep. what we've been watching at home. So we've gone to the stadium off the back of a great 4-2 win away at Newcastle, where generally w w we lose. And we're playing Leicester, who have finished fifth two years running. You know, in the last five years, have won the FA Cup, the league, trophy, the championship, and the, and the charity shield. And... Again, we've outplayed them mm -hmm. and and put in a super performance. You couldn't have asked for a better, in a way, reopening of the stadium. Because it's like, this is what realistically should have happened. If, we, if, if we'd have been in this position when we went into that stadium, I don't think a lot of the negativity would be around. Now, obviously, there will still be people like me. You know, I was walking up to the stadium and... You know, there's another new restaurant been built on the walk up from Stratford, and it looks like the type of restaurant I wouldn't fucking eat in, if you ask me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's not go there. Yeah, you know, and it's just like you think there's another, and I, s I said to Stelios from, from Irons United, like, it's like another bit of me dies as I do the walk. I just, I just still can't take it, you know, five years on. I just still don't. I just hate the walk. It's like but Disneyland. Once, yeah, you know, I've got no love for the oh, area out, outside. It's all and pretend um, and fake. You know, I just... But inside, that's, you know, that's probably the the, the best night we've <laughs> had there. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't there, but... No, but I mean, the, fan, it, I mean, the it, people weren't even leaving early. The amount of fans there at the end... You know, normally they've all pissed off, and it's good you can walk out easy. Talk, talking as an armchair fan, I've, for me from memory, the, the atmosphere didn't seem that great until the third goal went in, and then it sounded like it was absolutely bouncing after Antonio scored. Um, okay. No, and there I was points. There was points in in that where even when they were two 0 down, I could hear the Leicester fans singing, "Is this a library?" and stuff yeah, like that. I yeah, I d microphones are probably near. I know. Yeah, 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 I get that. Know, I get that. It, it, it I can only speak as an armchair fan because that is essentially what I am these days. Listen, West Ham fans <laughs> are going to be nervous when ten men equalise against us. Yeah, I, you know. So when uh, they got yeah, uh, not yeah. equalised, sorry, when they got that goal back, were you nervous? Well, yeah, obviously. Because you think, oh, you don't know what way is it going to go. You know, at the end of the day, Leicester are a decent team. Very yeah, good. They are. And, and yeah. this is the thing. It ain't, you know, this ain't the Leicester we all think about from the 70s, 80s and 90s. You know, when it, we, we'd probably turn them over and easy. And the noughties. And yeah, you know, this is... And the early 10s. The, the new Leicester, <laughs> oh, <isn't it>? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> right. 
George Lester through the decades by yeah. George. Well, yeah. So you know, they only got good in the last five, six years, haven't they? Well, you say that, but in 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 Premier League era, Leicester's now won every trophy. Yeah. yeah Domestic right. wise. All right. Made your point. So, it, and and for a club <laughs> like that. Yeah, no, they but see, but Derek, Leicester, we look about as what we wanted to be, or we want to be, and, th- and you know, this is what you're saying about this restart for the stadium, we've we said that, I don't know, on one of the podcasts a while ago, the positivity and everything going around about the team, they they should have profits, um, sort of tried to sort of make that in their benefit, they should have used that, and made a change like we said but sack Brady not Brady out or do you know do something now to showing the whole board in a new light and they could have moved on from here instead they're just arsing around telling we've got 70 million down to 40 million and everyone's trying to sign everyone but getting no one so I mean their PR is poor West Ham's PR is poor and and that is the problem. They've never really, and 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 if you look at, um, if you look at their heads of media, so their 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 heads of media, in the time that I've been dealing with them, um, uh, they had a bloke there called Greg Dimitriou. He went off to the FA. Then they had a bloke called Paul Stringer, and and Paul was, he uh, could be difficult, but he was a great person. To, it was easy to get along with, and he, he would talk to the people. He, you know, he would talk to me. He knew how I felt about the stadium, and and everything else. And he would ring me up and and talk to me and engage with me, and and try and be a bit more positive. But then he left, and they brought this other bloke in, and the other bloke realizes he can't work with them, so he left. They brought another bloke in, Max from Wolves. You know, he'd worked, been at a professional club, Wolves, come to West Ham, realized it was circus has it on his toes and then all that's left is the intern who seems to have the job now and I'm being a bit harsh on the bloke there but uh, you know basically he was a deputy that so th- there's a there's a for me a, in the club there's there's no professional PR um, of of a top quality ilk in the club and and that runs down but the reason for that is is because all the good ones won't work for them because They've got the owner. How can you stop? Um, how can you stop leaks from the club when the biggest leakers are senior sources? <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. About what happened on the pitch? Because we're only five minutes in, we ain't talked about the game yet. Well, th- let's. I'll tell you. Let's do the red card because it was great. Because having you, having you boys sending a video, uh, I, I about ten of us uh, around me all watched your video. Uh, which you sent about two minutes after the red card. Yeah. So in the game, there's a coming together. Perez goes away with the ball. It's up the other end of where I am. Looks innocuous. And then the ball goes out. I don't think the ref blew for a foul. He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. No. I so mean, to be fair, even, even on the TV in the first, in the, as it happened, yeah, it didn't look like. I didn't think it was a foul. I just thought for now I was trying to buy one. Yeah. So and this is the thing. So keep that in your mind now. First look didn't look like it was fig. So then you think right, and then again, it, then it comes up VAR checking for red card, and you're thinking what for? 
didn't see anything. Was there something off the ball? And then you realise Fournells is getting treatment. Is it for that? Oh, I don't think so. And then he goes over. As soon as you see him um, run over, yeah. you know, actually, mm, there's something here. Something's gone on. Comes back, red card, off you go, Perez, blah, blah, blah. Then quickly, like one take and then off, put it on the big screen. Yep. They showed and that as well. And what we see is we see him um, a fair challenge. I don't know it was on Perez. Perez stumbles. Creswell. Yeah, Creswell. He stumbles and then collides with um, four nails. Takes the ball, goes. And you think, right. And I'm like, you know, you know, I said in the group chat, sorry, that ain't a red card. Well, it's interesting you say that, though, because the, the reaction of the crowd when they played that clip out, a lot of people were going, oh, now I don't know if that was just West Ham fans. Well, like, we took it as being sarcastic, I did that. Oh, like thinking that, that weren't a red card. You know? <laughs> a lot of the people around me thought the same. And um, then... John sends the video through, and th- and this is the thing: the video slow mo though. Yeah. And in slow motion, everything looks worse. And this this is the problem. One and well, for one of the problems I have with VAR is they only ever review it in slow mo, and it looks so bad in slow mo. I think because they showed the VAR thing, they did watch it back in full speed. Did they? Yeah. But yeah, I think he did a couple of times. I think the. I think yeah, it does look worse in slow motion, but equally, it was a red card. Like, you, you, you yeah. stumbling or not, you can't. You know, jump I changed into a my mind. Like I know he, you did. Yeah. And then what it is is, it's because, and 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 this is why I think it's a red card. When you look at it, it's not that Perez looked. Perez had an opportunity to kick the ball. He chose to go over the top of the ball. If he'd have gone for the ball, he would have won the ball. Now, he may not have been able to have full control of the ball. But what he went to do was go over the top of the ball to shield the ball. So, he went in to deny Fornells the opportunity of putting a tackle in. And by doing that, studs into the ankle. That's yeah. a red card. There can be no argument. Now, Fornells was very lucky, wasn't he, really? Because that could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, yeah he could have done his ligaments. Yeah. yeah. Fornells had a superb game he did Yeah, uh, he's definitely one I wasn't a massive fan of him pre-lockdown let's say um, didn't really know what he offered but watching him obviously more and more and he's settled in more and more and he's he's he's, he's got to be he looks the first name on the team well. sheet for me he, he looks he looks to me like someone who wants to be playing for his national team and now there's, there's something about him though I just like even his goal like he almost miskicked it <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a great finish, yeah. but if you watch it, he doesn't finish. make a proper contact with it. And I don't know if he means to do that or not, but I just feel like but his turn, he just when tries he so hard that all this stuff comes off for him. And fair when play he was received the ball and his, his sort of turn on that ball as he received it just left the defenders. Well, we, we, that first weight. that first goal was was brilliant, wasn't it? You know, yeah. We we did let him come onto us a bit to begin with, and then we pressed and pressed and pressed and won that ball back. Free yeah. passes goal. I mean, Ben Rama again, what a performance. I know. But, I mean, I said to you, didn't I, George, it's like the, the commentary when we scored the goal, he just went, oh. Yeah, like it, was, it was just... It but was this just is, and this is what... Uh, I'm still in disbelief watching these things happen because I know. how many times have we watched West Ham teams that 
have got that in them and they'll create the chances and then they'll fluff the chance or one pass away from being through on goal and it gets blocked and yeah, I mean, the things old like that just all the time like and you it's always been nearly but not quite <laughs> the old the old west ham was is the antonio that passes by two defenders and then shoots wide which he still well does wide yeah which he did last night or sort of like Bowen the previous game where he does that amazing run through the mm. middle and then hits it at the keeper but what we're getting is we're getting that but others as well we're getting more opportunities now how many corners did we have I know <laughs> it's just like I thought well, it was like a training session I was like one of them's got to go in yeah. um, yes. I mean four nows for me it's almost Martin Peter-esque his late run into the area to score um, I think it shows that if you persevere with someone that's got the talent because we all know he wasn't he wasn't a fan favourite um, in his first season at the club and it, you know as I say some with a lot with some of these players when you bring them in from abroad I think Ben Rama last season I think Ben Rama's actually the player that benefited by having no fans. Ben Rama last season um, blew hot or cold. And mm. it's possible fans may have got on his back. Or a section or, or whatever. Because, you know, let's face it, West Ham fans are known for it. We, you know, we can get on a player's back. Um, if we don't think he's, if he's a bit powder puff, pulling his weight. Yep. Stuff like that. And in a way... The fact that he didn't have that uh, um, allowed him to bed into football. Because at the end of the day, Ben Rahm had been playing for Brentford, but he ain't been playing Premier League football, had he? No. no. And it is, it is a, a, a different kettle of fish. I agree. It's worked out perfectly for and him. Yeah. And, and in a way, we're getting the best out of him now. You know, f- first 11-wise, you know, if... <laughs> if it's all the, We know we're going to get injuries. If you could keep this team fit, yeah, you know this is a team that can finish top six. Yeah, and and, and that's what we that's what we're going to have to hope for. And I know it's not very likely, but we're going to have to hope for that because it doesn't really look like we're going to get many, if any, reinforcements. No, we'll, no. we'll come. We'll come on to transfers. We'll yeah. on. Um, I just I just want to obviously the obvious standout player right is that Mikel Antonio. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's become our all-time leading Premier League goal scorer, which is uh, amazing. But particularly because if you look back at his career and where he started, um, starting in the non-league when he was two in a Mitchum, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And he's worked his way up and up and up. Joined us as a right back, and now he's our uh, all-time leading Premier League goal scorer. Have we ever had a player like him? that's just kind of bundled their way through years of playing for a Premier League club and then <laughs> now he's playing up front and our top goal scorer. Well, Can you, does, he, does he remind you of anyone? Because I can't think of, not even just West Ham, but anyone ever. Um, no. It's just no. unique, isn't it? I mean, not to play in the positions that he's... I mean, let's get his... He's played we signed everywhere. him and when we first signed him, he was more known for the fact that David Gold retweeted a message saying, I've lost him. Do you know where he is? And Dave, <laughs> David Gold thought it was a missing person and retweeted it. Um, 
know, <laughs> and actually, it was a West Ham fan taking the piss that we signed this bloke called Michael Antonio, and we hadn't ever seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm pretty sure he didn't come in till the November. I think it was, I don't know if it was when Payet got injured or whatever, he got in the team. He was, play, he, he was playing the, on the wing, wasn't he? He was a right winger. And then yeah, but he weren't in the team to begin with. It yeah, took I've him. got it here. He signed on the 1st of September. Yeah. And made his debut on the 19th. And, but how many games did he play to begin with? Um, he played, I don't know, it doesn't say to begin with, but he played oh, 26 right. games that year. I'll tell mm. you. So. But he, he did, he, I remember he, he got put as a right back, didn't he? Was it Billich? Billich was playing him. Billich put him that season. Billich brought him in, didn't he? Yes, it was yeah. Billich that signed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he played him as a right back, and yeah, he 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 always had that attacking threat. Just just so one. right here we go. You ready? Yep. So I was right. So he played against Man City away on the nineteenth of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. Uh, was a sub, I believe. Yeah, he came on replacing uh, Victor Moses in the 60th yes. minute. His next game was on the 29th of November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's And that was the thing. It was like, he came and Have then whatever. Seen him? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he disappeared. And then he, he came into the team. But the 29th of November, I'm pretty sure it's when Payette got injured um, after the Everton game. And we went on that run of draws. Um, which I'm looking now, the first, so we beat Man City 2-1, and then his next one, two, three, four, five, his next five games were all draws. Right. Um, so, and then from the January, well, from then, from the December, he was then virtually ever-present for the rest of the season. Um, scores, scored goals when he was at right wing, I think I remember. Didn't Pellegrini put him up front? I don't know if I, I don't know actually if if Billich put him up front and he never scored. I don't, know. I don't remember. Oh. I remember he scored. The, he scored the first goal at the new ground, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he scored the last night at the bowling. Yeah, he scored against Man yeah. United, didn't he? Yeah. He, got he also scored that season. Right? He scored that season yeah. against Tottenham, didn't he? Do you remember that header from the corner? We beat him one 0 Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he scored some big and important goals. Um, I mean, uh, perhaps I'd have to look. I mean, the f- his goal-scoring record has really taken off um, since Moyes joined the second time. How, how old is he? 32. 32. 31. 31. All right, let's have a look. 28th of March, 1990. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, 31. Um, uh, and that's, that is a problem for West Ham's whole team because I'll tell you what the biggest we, problem is go on he's going to go and play for Jamaica in a month uh, not yeah. if Jamaica's on the red list as my daughter's just found out because it looks like her honeymoon's going to be cancelled which was supposed to be in Mexico and got cancelled but is that was red. but does that not pose a problem if he wants to go and play and we say no you can't are you going to get the ump well apparently the Premier League are going to refuse all players Whose teams, international teams, will be playing in red list countries? Okay. Salah's just fallen foul. Well, as as, as long as that's yeah. taken out of our hands, I think it'll be fine. But if you 
prevent yeah. him from going, as in the club prevents him. I don't think it'll be very pleased. I heard. Um, I heard uh, Stuart Pearce on Talk the radio again. tonight. Yeah. yeah. He. He, he and Dale weren't like that. He. <laughs> He basically was on there this morning and he said they would not stop. He, he will not stop any player representing his country. But there needs to be some point of compromise with, with the Premier League if they have to miss games other than the actual allocated international games because of what they're doing. So I then heard that Salah is not allowed to join Egypt because of they're on the red list. So... I can't imagine him going if they're on the red list, Jamaica. No. But I, I, I again. But I, I remember him. He played for England, didn't he, in a friendly? Who was it? Was that Hodgson? Did was he in play? charge? I don't think he played. No. I think he was in the squad. I don't did, think he got on. Did he? Did he not play? Um, not as far as I know. A new I substitute. It was, he yeah, he was on the bench. It was, it was like it was like Billy Bonds's England career. Sam Allardyce's team. How oh, was it? Yeah, was it? Uh, twenty August twenty sixteen. Antonio's called up for the first time for a qualification match against Slovakia. He was an unused substitute. I mean, he it, was called up again by Gareth Southgate for a friendly against Germany, but he had to withdraw because he got a hamstring injury. There you go. I mean, when when I look at him. What he what he done last night and what he's done throughout. I just his second goal was yeah Burkamp esque. I thought it's the first goal we got was better actually. Do you? I know yeah, it was a great goal and his strength from his, his turning his hit strength, bosh. He took the ball, held the defender off, turned the defender. But that but that touch over the defender and you think oh yeah. he's touched it too far. He ain't going to get to that. And he gets his foot slow, on it. He gets his foot. There's a goalkeeper. <laughs> he gets his foot on it, but just in the right angle and enough just to get. I thought it was different, I just, different gravy. Just, just, yeah, I just it just frustrates me that players like him don't get, uh, get looking for the national team. And, you know, I just think back yeah, to you were texting, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, if you look at his goal-scoring record. He's got, and this is the thing, it's funny because he's happened. It ain't electric, no, in a way, because basically he got nine the first season, nine the second season. Uh, this is total goals, so let's do Premier League goals. So he's got eight the first season, nine the second season, three the third season, but he only played 16 games, six the season after that. Then ten for the last two seasons. Yeah, but he's only played half a season as a recognised number ah. nine, or, or playing as the number nine. Yeah. So if you look at his, let's say his record as playing as a recognised number nine, he's got about twenty-three goals. Yeah, it's not Harry Kane record, is it? And and but this is the thing. It, do you yeah, know what? I'm know. I'm glad he's beat the record. So much because actually. That record was rather embarrassing. You know, De Canio <laughs> did that in three and a half years. You know, 47 goals. Um, and the fact that it stood so long just highlights how poor up front we've been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the other the other records are just stupid compared to ours. D yeah, a, but a, a, a 10th highest Premier League goal scorer is Tony Cotty with 23. 
And Tony Cotty only played for two seasons in the Premier League for us. Oh. Well, he's uh, also top of the um, goal-scoring table for the season as well. Um, yeah, he's and like he said in his interview, he's going to stay there. So, Mikel, if you're listening, I hope you do. I mean, his goals-to-games ratio, quickly... He's oh, stat, stat attack now, isn't it? 135 Premier League games, 49 goals. Yeah, but you can you can take you got to start taking that into context from last Christmas, when last January or whatever when we sold our only striker and made him the number one. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I just think I just think if you had him chasing down a tired Italian defence in a final for England at some point, bringing him on fresh, they would have, he would have caused absolute chaos. Well, he's a different option, isn't he? And, yeah. And, and this is the... Um, really, England never does. It's a different option. Yeah. It ain't working one way. How can we change it? Well, we Just don't. Just keep, keep flogging the same yeah. horse, don't they? Yeah. Right. Uh, we need to move on because we're going to run over time at this rate. Okay. Um, Nigel's back. Nigel's back, yeah. <laughs> um, Transfer update. One hour, eight minutes. That's me on my own. What yeah, you did last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, transfer update. Now, a lot of noise at the minute about Zuma. I think Zuma is going to happen. Um, the latest on him is from, what was it? What did we say it was? From a source? It was, it was from sources close to the senior, senior source. source. Yeah. <laughs> hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, deal in principle has been agreed with Chelsea, but personal terms not yet agreed. Um, there's not a medical tomorrow, despite some outlets saying that there is a lot of noise that we'll have him in time for the weekend, which would be very interesting. Um, Zuma, good signing or not? Nigel, 
in in I'll give you two sentences. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, love that. John? No. Oh, go on. <laughs> go on. Well, it's only because the only... Well, I, I hope I hope I'm proven wrong and I hope he does really well if he comes. But the way, the way I look but at it, right, is... Okay, he's not good enough to be Chelsea's starting centre-back at the minute, but I think he played in the Champions League final. He played in the Super Cup final the other day. He's good enough to play for Chelsea at an elite level. He's a welcome addition to our squad. Yeah, no, Is yeah. he better than Balbuena? Well, I probably is, yeah. There you go, then. Because yeah, that's who yeah. he's replacing for me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I only say no because, like we've said it before, about mm. everybody around us who are Chelsea fans don't like him and say he's mm. awful. But we're not going to get, you know, so. they're not going to sell us Rudiger or Thiago Silva, are they? So. I know, but, what I did, but again, then if you're going to pay the sort of money they're talking of paying, what are they going to pay, like 25, 30 mil or something? He's, he's still then, youngish, though, isn't he? How old is he? It's a, it's a large amount of money of, out of a transfer budget that's, that's more than half our transfer budget. He's 26. Defender. Someone's phone is buzzing. Someone's phone near the... No, not here. I can't hear it. No, I've moved. Mine's the other side of the um, He's 26. So there's still time for improvement. And the, the, the one thing for progress. me, quickly, is, is the wages bit. And, and, and the fact is, he's a player deemed not good enough by Chelsea to play for Chelsea. And, and, and then this is football as a whole and the way transfers are done. Yet, because we're buying him, he gets a pay rise. And you think, hold up a minute, mate. If we didn't yeah. buy you, you had to stay at Chelsea, you'd still be on, you know, your 60, 70 grand a week. So why should we give you, a, you know, a 50% pay rise? What have you done? If you was that good, Chelsea would want to keep you. They'd be giving you the bloody pay rise. But you ain't that good. They're prepared to let you go. So why do you think? And there's a bit of me that thinks at some point, football needs to start standing up itself yeah in doing but, this. It, but, but his his for from his point of view if, if he don't go he just stays and picks up his wages anyway you know so that's yeah but he just gets works, his 80 grand a week so what he'd have done is we could offer him 100 grand a week and he goes no nah, i ain't coming unless you give me 120 grand a week i said well, we'll tell you what you do sit there and earn you 80 grand a week then which one do he's gone all right then well, well right then well <laughs> then he's losing 20 yeah, grand a week isn't he but then that's what well, that's What's 20 grand when you get an 80 uh, well, quite a lot, isn't it? An extra ten grand in your pocket. But basically, I would say you that it's a car every week, isn't it, or every month? You say what well, um about money and wages and that that thing that Sean was going on about that um, Jim White was going about trying to get Tammy Abraham's, and we yeah. went for hundred Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. Well, I'll I listen to that. <laughs> Everyone thought, says Abraham. Why does everyone call him Tammy Abrahams? What's his name? It's the same as Tammy Abraham. Yeah, it's exactly the same as Green Gates. You go, go Green Gates. Go Green Gates. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Green Gates. <laughs> exactly. What is Green Gates? The Green Gates. I know. It's the same as well. I know, but it's the same. It's a th it's a generational thing. I'm sure it is because you would say. Tesco's. I'm going Tesco's. Yeah. But it's That's Tesco. Right. I'm going Lidl's. It's Lidl. I don't know what it is. It's Abraham's. Abraham. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. Kevin. Ke well, <laughs> Big Kev, yeah. Well, when we were linked with Kevin, calling to Jim White, 
he was t- he was thirty six million pound to buy, but his wages were one hundred and sixty thousand pound a week. And then I just googled that and found the Guardian thing where they said he was on eighty grand a week in Roma. Who do you believe, Guardian or Jim yeah, White? it's just it's just like right. Um, who do you believe? No further progress on Lingard, but if that doesn't come off, we are pursuing a Lingard type player. I'm told. Um. With a 50% chance of getting source it done. Close, close to a and uh, as reported by Jim White, we have 45 million able to spend. Yeah. Big chunk of that's going on Zoom, isn't it? Big chunk of that's disappeared, mate. I don't know where. Because Sauce is close to the senior Sauce, who <laughs> does seem to be doing a bit of backtracking today. Uh, started beep, off the, the transfer beep. window banging on about 70 or 80, cut it down to 70, dropped it down again. Well, now we're down to 45. So, and this this comes back to, again, the club's PR and everything else. You know, they talk to the wrong people. The wrong people put it out there publicly and people read it, so assume that's what it's going to be. And when it blows up in their face, they wonder, you know, there was a great poster about some people create their own storms but then complain when they get wet. And and that that sums up the ownership of this football club mm. and the way they use information and the way and, they and pass information And their out. monkeys. Yes, monkeys. Yeah, muppet, I think. Because oh, what cracks still. me up is that there's always a deflection. Well, that wasn't oh. me. That yeah. was that, yeah, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. We should do it that song. Yeah. They said we had seventy million. It wasn't me. <laughs> 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 it was you. <laughs> Sounds like one for uh, Cannon Town then. Yes. Um my prediction is we will get Lingard and Zuma before the end of the window. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I I've maintained all the way along, August the thirty first, eleven o'clock at night, I'm expecting Jesse Lingard. I'm expecting fans waving black dildos, sticking them in the sky sports <laughs> earbuds. <laughs> he's standing that's no, 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 they, they won't do it anymore. It now, yeah. No, they, they, they stopped it. Yeah. You know, yeah. some like teenage kid offered the the, the hours in this beckon tree eighth hours in this state next to Rush Green. We'll, we'll, we'll be waving some blow up doll around as we welcome Jesse Lingard to. Uh, oh yeah, I think Lingard and Zuma will get done. I don't do think. You, I think that's it. I don't think we'll get any striker. Well, no, it doesn't look like we are going to get a striker. But what what's your thoughts on Lingard's impact on the Ben Rama situation? Will he use Lingard as a striker? Well, more yeah, so? I, think, I think he just adds depth, doesn't he? You know, he wouldn't get in play. He wouldn't get in front of anyone at the minute if he signed tomorrow. He wouldn't be in my starting eleven at the weekend. Um, if, and and it can only be healthy to keep him going and wanting to perform and play. So. I think it makes sense. We need players. Again, we're not the Man Uniteds of the world, so if he's not good enough for Man United, he's still a very good Premier League player. Oh, no, he was incredible for the first Similar to Zuma. few weeks. You know, there's, there's a few. I mean, I'm surprised Shakiri went to Lyon without anyone snapping him up hmm. from Liverpool. I thought, he, again, for us, probably a Lingard-type-ish player. Um, I don't know. It's... There's a number of players out there, isn't there, that, that kind of fit that bill that are on the fringes of big clubs. But Silver, Bernardo Silva, where's he going to go? He's not. He doesn't. He's not going to be at City anymore. Guardiola's come out and said he don't want him. They're trying to give him to Spurs. 
So where's he gonna end up? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why, you know, they haven't gone for, you know, a, a player out of the lower league. Well, that, and and if I was in charge, right, that's what I would have done. I'd have got Adam Armstrong from Blackburn for Blackburn. ten, fifteen million, whatever Southampton paid for him, and then I'd bought, I would have bought two or three fringe top four club players, i.e. your Kurt Zoomers, your Lingards, your Bernardo Silvers. And that would have been my transfer window. But like, yeah, are they happy? And this is the thing with West Ham and, and, and clubs are the thing. You'll always have a great first 11. When you get a good team, you will always have a great first 11. What you can't get is top, top players. Lingard's not going to want to come. To, the only reason Lingard will leave Manchester United to come to West Ham is because he thinks he's in the first team football yeah, play, to play, make play. the World Cup squad in Qatar. He's got a year, a year and a half to... Well, you know he's got a year well then fine but he can't walk it. into the team and he's got to perform and keep his place then, and that's the thing and there's, that, there's a bit of me that thinks Lingard may be watching while he's looking at Man United and he's not playing at Man United he may be looking at West Ham thinking where do I fit in now now but I, see, I, I think I think when you look at I mean we, what's his um, Antonio's going to start every game he's obviously going to be the striker so when you get if they had gone and got paid fifty million, got Armstrong in, he could have worked his way in, and slowly but surely found his place. Because we all know that at some point Antonio is going to be out for a spell. Do you know? It would, I was talking about it last week when the balls get played over the top, and I see him running, and I'm kind of wincing, waiting for it to pop. Um, there was one last night where he was put through in goal, and he properly went for the ball. He got to the ball, then the uh, flag went up. <laughs> I was just going, why did he just put the flag up? His hamstring's going to go just from getting put through on just goal. Getting, but yeah. well, last season was the second most Premier League games he played for us. Stat attack. There you go. Right, it's time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. I'm going to run for it. Um, <laughs> you don't trust me. Well, I don't, you know, it's uh, it's already been 55 minutes. Um, but Nigel, thank you very much because you remembered to put a thing out. I completely forgot. So thank you. Nigel public published just over an hour ago. Uh, recording tonight with the two Bucci's and Nigel. Len is out injured and sources close to the senior source is still dogging in Spain. <laughs> What's your question then? Right, we have got 40-odd comments. Go Jesus. away. Jesus. I only put it up an hour ago. Oh, no. Um, Sean. Great, oh, in there. great win. Who needs transfers? Pie out. Poor interviewing of Tony Cotty so far. No one asked him about whether he signed an NDA, whether he saw proof of funds, and this fake news of data room access. Um, and then AI Sean responds saying, are you saying Pi Capital made up the statement they had access to the club's data room? And Sean says, yes. Oh, it's all going off between Sean oh. and AI Sean. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, he, so he feels so threatened. They are so I, threatened. I, I mean, <coughs> do you know what? Pi Capital have repeated that so many times, I think there's truth in it. What, that they had access to the data room? Yeah, I think there's... And, and, there's some things that Pi have said 
that they've sort of flipped some plots about. But but when you look at it, they've remained adamant. Three things. They've remained adamant that they bid, that they produce funds, and they had access to a data room. Now, the thing is, West Ham have not come out and said, no, they haven't. They, they All they've said is they didn't produce funds. But that could be a technicality from what I gather in the, the way certain people deem proof of funds and other people deem proof of funds. So West Ham have admitted that they've had a bid. They deny the proof of funds, have said nothing about access to a data room. Now, West Ham would have come out and gone, we don't know what they're talking about. They haven't said that. So reading between the lines, yeah, I've, mm, I, I don't know either way. I just think, hold up a minute. You, you know, there's there's there, there's normally, you know, where there's smoke, there is fire. Mm. Are you are you for pie or against pie? No, um, I love pie. Yeah, pie. I love pie. Uh, especially with mash and liquor. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of pie. Mainly because of the way they've done things, the way they've the way they've done it, um, you know, the Jordan ripped them apart, uh, the Cotty fiasco, as as it is, you know, I which is pretty people, pretty pretty well. The the interview's pretty fresh. Yeah, I, hopefully people we're gonna get Tony Cotty, maybe to sit down, with sources close to the senior source and others, and hopefully we get to talk to him. And, and some proper questions, and yeah, not, not if you're going to come and be the face for something, you've got to be ready to yeah answer the yeah proper uh, questions you know, and put it out there, not not just half hour. So if you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen. Well, move on and let someone else do it. That's what I'll tell you. Right. Uh, next up, we have Stuart Ling. He says, "Evening, lads. Brady out. Brady out. Yeah, you said that so well. Brady out. Um." And Canatown Len has commented on that post saying Brady out. Uh, Brady out. <laughs> actually, the reason we've got 40 comments is because he's replied to all of them saying Brady out. No idea. <laughs> um, so we've actually got 20. Antonio, <laughs> club legend yet or not? Personally, I think he's well on his way. A cup win of sorts before he retires or leaves would definitely cement it for me. Without doubt, one of the best bits of business GSB have done in their 11-year reign, in excluding the two, two Czech lads. Club legend yet or not? Oh, I, I think he's he. By the time he's finished with us, he will go down as a legend. I think he'll be remembered for his celebrations as well. Did you like his uh, dirty dancing celebration, Nigel? Did you appreciate that? Yeah, I didn't understand what it was. I thought he was lifting it like a trophy, um, but I've never seen dirty dancing. So Me either. Um, I, d- I didn't know what Although it was. Although in his post-match interview, he did say it was from Save the Last Dance, which and is another, I was thinking of another the song. Dancing film. So darling, save the last dance for me. Yeah, and I'm thinking, song. what's that got to do with it? Ed but Hughes. Oh, God. Someone said <laughs> God, God. Ed Hughes says, evening. <laughs> <laughs> loved. That just sums up, didn't it? Evening loved last night. With the lack of signings, which cardboard cutout would you sign to improve our squad? Which cardboard cutout would you sign? Um, I would sign cardboard cutout of someone really fat and put them in goal. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean's in goal. <laughs> I love that. It's only five foot four eye, life size, but fuck me, it'll fill the air. 
Well, you just lie it sideways, <laughs> put it on, put it sideways on the floor, fill up the whole belly up. One side of the goal will always be filled because he'll have his hand out looking at his phone. Yeah, yeah. continuously. Um, oh, look at this. Palumi Ogunlana said, "Had a fun game with my mum at my first visit to London Stadium, and he's posted a picture of him and his mum there last night." How many signings oh, do you think one. we need to make competing in the Europa League worth it? What are your goals for the season? Brady out. Cantona and Common Brady out. Oh, Palumi, I'm glad you enjoyed your first game, mate. Um, what are our goals? are, Palumi. You have to go again Saturday and take your mum. So I don't care if you've got to go back to Canada. You've you, you got to go to the game, son, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's lucky charm. <laughs> and take your mum. <laughs> and tell us and we'll come and say hello. Yeah, well, I think, it, yeah, we definitely need to. Um, he's one of our oldest listeners, as in been listening the longest. I'm sure he's not one of the oldest <laughs> listeners. No, he don't look that old. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, His mum don't look that old. <laughs> how many signings do you think we need to make competing in the Europa League worth it? I think three good squad players. Yeah, I agree with that. If we get three quality players. Azuma, a Lingard and a loanee a of, of yeah, good quality. Listen, for me, I don't care about the Europa League. I'd, I'd have to oh, come on. No, no, no. And this is the thing, yeah? And I had this, and, and my mates give me stick for it on West Ham till I die. And I know, ladies, and I don't care. I'm going to repeat here what I said on now with West Ham till I die was I think that, actually, just if we don't get anyone, don't worry. Just play the reserves in the Europa League. Enjoy the tournament for what it is as fans, because we've not been it. The most important thing is to qualify for it next season. And I don't for think what? we're going to win it. For the Europa League, the most important thing. Yeah, for, thing. for what? To then play the kids again? And no, 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 because then you build. So this season, we're not ready. So you, you use the extra finance of being in the group stages of it. And I know we're seeping a lot of pressure on the owners. And, and, but don't and you get more money for getting into the next round and then more money for getting to well, the next yeah, round? But if and if, if we end up playing a Barcelona in one of the knockout rounds, how good would that be? Because yeah, they what, could quite easily get knocked what, out of What Champions I would League. say to that is, there's every chance, depending on who we get drawn, that we get out of the group stage anyway. Mm. Even playing some of our fringe players. We're not going to put our best team out. Let's face it. We're not going to put our best team out on a Sunday and on a Thursday. What are you choosing? Wh- where are you putting your best team out? Me, I'm playing it in the Premier League. Where are you playing? Yeah, no, they are. They're going to. They're going to play the best team in the Premier League. We, right, there you go, then. We will find out who we've got very soon, actually. It's I Friday, think it draws Friday, yeah. Actually, I didn't think of that. That's exciting. Do you know who I reckon? I don't know if it's possible, but I see us getting Rangers in our group. That'll be interesting. I'm hoping for Leverkusen or Frankfurt. I tell you, I'm really hoping for Frankfurt because I've been invited to their museum. Um, mm, Frankfurt. So, by there, they've got a proper museum with a proper museum curator. And I've been conversing with him by email when he actually in extended an invite. Because Frankfurt have named a part of their stadium West Ham. <laughs> there you go. Really? Yes. Named a part of their stadium what, sorry? West Ham in honour really? of West Ham United. And the it, he actually answered an email that they're still bitter over losing the European Cup Wins Cup semi-final in 1976 to West Ham. And <laughs> I don't know if that's the furthest they've ever been in Europe, but it's still a big game for them. So I sent um, some um, uh, some match reports and stuff for them to put up in the stadium. And uh, the bloke said as a thank you, he, he sent me some pictures of stuff that they've got. 
and the extended uh, said, if if I'm ever in Germany, because I said to him, I go to Germany, he said, well, when I come to Germany, bring my friend with me and we'll give you a tour of the museum <laughs> and show you the West Ham room. <laughs> so there you wow. go. Nice. Uh, Richard Dodd says, all right, my ansoms, how's yous doing? I think that's no, how you say it, isn't it? You said oh. that so well. Thank you. Uh, he says, Brady out. Uh, what are your thoughts Radio. now on the fact that they say the stadium can't create an atmosphere after last night's game? What are your thoughts, Nigel, now that they say... Well, I, I, I did cover it tonight. I think I think that has now been it. laid to rest. Do you think Sean will ever learn not to get involved in stuff he knows nothing about, especially about last night's chaotic scenes outside? No. Has he been no. getting involved, has he? Well, yeah, he's, he, he sort of piped up on, on a dodgy video on Facebook and um, turned around and said, well, if you'd have done what the club said, you'd have been all right. <laughs> the club said, go there 60 minutes before kickoff. But Dodsey was quite right. Or it was either Dodsey or Maid Merrion was quite right in the reply. It said, well, if 60,000 people had turned up an hour before the kickoff, same chaos would have ensued. He, 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 he did that from sunny Spain, did he? He did. He, he, you know, towed the party line. Uh, and I did point out to him, don't worry, the Muppet's not on the show tonight, so we ain't got to put up with his guff. Kermit. Mm. Um, he says, I don't think we need to go out and sign big name signings, but I do think it's absolute bollocks that within six days to go, we still haven't signed three key players that we require. Even though it's clear we're going to be okay, who do you believe we'll sign in the next six days? Lingard, Zuma, Lone. Lone. I don't know who Lone is. Is he any good? Yeah, he's um, yeah. he's a Norwegian bloke. Spelled L-O-N-E. Oh, yeah. he's that. It's the whole of the Barcelona he's, he's squad, not, isn't it? Um, uh, what's its name? Rangers' brother is he? Uh, who played for Newcastle? No, Lone. Nile Ranger. You mean? Yeah, yeah. His, his, <laughs> his brother Nile. His brother Lone. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, he asked for a super, comedian. super six update, please, Nigel. We'll do that at the end. Oh. I'm shit, basically. So that's, that's, that's people only ask what super six when you're not at the top. When, when like, I'm having a bad time. Uh, Nick Harvey says, Hey, up, lads. Um, I'll keep it brief as George is in charge again. Goals <laughs> are fun, fun, fun. Top of the league, happy days. Work rate and team spirit are as good as I can remember from any West Ham side in my lifetime. Take a bow, Mikel Antonio, from fish out of water right back to the club's top Premier League goal scorer. In a recent interview, Antonio puts his improved fitness and form down to a new diet. So the question for you boys is, what's he now eating? What is uh, Mikel Antonio eating? Spinach. (sighs) Jerk chicken. Shrimps. Why shrimp? Bubba gum shrimps. It's good for you. Do you mean prawns? Shrimps. Uh, Steve <laughs> Lines says, absolutely <laughs> bloody amazing result and what a fantastic team we're witnessing before us. In the 25 years or so of supporting West Ham, I honestly don't think I've seen better football. I'm up there, Steve. I'm with you, Steve. Those people have been starved of, of success. <sighs> starved. Well, well, we have, Good we? football. Well, I, I, this is probably the best team I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Who, who's been? Uh, let's say I consciously started supporting West Ham as a four or five year old. Remember, we went to Wimbledon away. Right. Paul Kitson got elbowed in the face. All right. That was like a good ben Thatcher. 
Arden Thatcher, who I later had a night out on the town in Manchester. I was at that game. Were you? Oh, mm. there you go. That was George's first was game. First Sellers game. Park, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it two all? Or did we win that one? We won it. Oh, we, we won, won it. 2 1. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, since then, what's that? 25, 25, 20. Yeah. How old am I? 25 years, let's say. Who have I seen that? A better team than this? Well, just. I guess the Sinclair, De Canio, Lampard team, perhaps. Yeah, that team. Yeah, the team of 99, the, the, the turn of the millennium. Yeah, then and entertainment wise, you, I mean the yeah the last year the uh, yeah Park. even the the Piet, the Lanzini's first season and well that's like a cameo season now, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's, the, that's it's, the it's, thing it's now. It's like anomaly, as they would say. Um, my question Not is, if we do manage to sign anyone, where on earth can they fit into this team? The first eleven just seem undroppable at the moment. I was going to ask the dogging man if he had any info. <laughs> <laughs> on the signing of Zuma. <laughs> right, so you've had your update on Zuma. Um, he says, as always, thanks for a great podcast. I'll miss Cannington and on tonight's show. Brady Outs. Brady Outs. Um, we've, covered, we've covered that, really. Brady that, that, that The first 11 are undroppable, but competition can only be a good thing. Well, I see him sitting on the bench. Yeah, until we get the inevitable injuries. Yeah. I mean, players like I mean, Bowen last night his performance mm. yeah he was superb Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul Turton says evening all great result great performance from every player do you yep. think as a team we can be taken seriously as a threat to the big five plus the spuds for the next few years super podcast as ever come on your irons thank you Paul can we be taken seriously um, as an air of caution I'll bring you all down 86, 87, yeah, so the season after 85, 86, which everybody knows is our best ever season, after three games, we were top of the table, I'll just end it, but naturally we did not finish there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again though, we had that season and they didn't, they didn't didn't invest and they didn't push on no. in any way and it, it has got a feel of that now you know you I mean I, had, I was reading something earlier it was from a football magazine from 1986 and it was the August of 86 where the, the West Ham uh, players that they spoke to were talking about next you know this time we're going to win the league we got close the season before next time we're going to win the league um, what they totally ignored was the season before that we were you know, five minutes from being relegated, but thanks for Bobby Barn goals against Norwich that kept us up. We ended up staying up. We had that good season. As I say, after three games, we beat Man United at Old Trafford. I was there. We beat them 3-2. Devonshire had a fantastic game. But then after that season collapsed, McAvenny stopped scoring. We ended up selling him to Celtic, and the season just, the club just then fell apart. Ending in relegation in 1989 and the sack of the John Lark. Anyway, happy, happy anyway. days. Happy days. <laughs> they were great days. <laughs> um, Darren Kitchen <laughs> says, A rather lovely evening. Amazing to see the bar staff still taking their coats off at 6.30 as people waited for a pint inside. Really? Once so they turned up late for work. <laughs> only had 18 months to prepare. My first game was in was 19... Eight, oh, only had 18 months to prepare for the... For, yeah, got it. 
My first game was 1984. This is the hardest working team I've seen us put out. A joy to watch. Watching Sue Fowl live for the first time was wonderful. Kufal. Absolute machine. Can I just say that David Moyes called him Kufal in an interview last week after the game at Newcastle? Oh, sorry. Just putting it out. Sorry about that. Um, Hardest working. He's possibly not wrong there. Matthew Kemp says, what is the truth regarding Rice? Has he actually been offered a new contract on improved terms? I don't know. Does anybody know? Uh, they've bumped him up the menu to number f whatever he is now. Um, so um, <laughs> he's not sitting down there with the noodles. They've sort of increased him. Uh, but apart yeah. from that, no change. Mm, this is an interesting. Uh, Marion says, as we all if expect. If it's Marion, it ain't. Come on. No, this is interesting for me. And you'll understand why, Nigel. No. As we all expect, it was a car crash outside the ground on Monday, but no one has mentioned what happened inside the ground. With no physical tickets, it meant that people could move to whatever block they want. Yeah. Is the club planning to try and control the mass movement of supporters into the areas where supporters are choosing to stand? Yeah, I, I don't think know. I wish they. I did know. I think, uh, barely mind Jules' conversation we were having earlier, we're best not to discuss that. <laughs> yeah. After Dodsey <laughs> calling the London Stadium home and the agreement that he should not be allowed to use the phrase Brady out on this podcast, uh, do you think that so-called supporters who choose to book holidays in such places such as Spain during the football season and then not use their ticket have a right to post how excited they are that we're top of the league? I might you right. No, I, yeah, I, I don't agree. Though. I agree they no. shouldn't. Oh, I also yeah, agree. Right. They also yeah. shouldn't be running... A, a big fan site. The, the only thing I would say about that is that if you think of Sean in the ground and Sean at home watching it's exactly the football, the same. I bet he watches more of the football at home on the telly than he does when he's in the ground. I completely agree. Yeah. And do you know why? Because he hasn't got mugs like us next to him to ask what happened when yeah. we score. Who you scored? Know. Or who's the times them. you told him the wrong stuff and he told <laughs> <it out. laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was I don't know back how you that. That one. that one game for me, Tottenham at Wembley, was enough to think, I don't ever want to stand next to you again. <laughs> <laughs> and after time, so he, he walked away from me, which was a delight. It <laughs> got harder and harder, <laughs> more and more difficult. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. Jason Backhouse says, "Evening all, new listener here. I love the show and the banter. Evening, Jason. Evening, Jason. More than welcome. Question: I know he's a contracted player, thank God. But how much do you think Antonio is worth today? He'd never sell him, by the way. That's a great question. Given his age and his injury, I'd say you'd probably struggle to get twenty million for him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I put I market fifteen million." Yeah, in yeah, top end twenty. It's his age for me. Yeah, such thirty-one. And the fact that his hamstrings can go he's, ping at any Yeah, he's so well known for his hamstrings. What do we get for on out of it? Is it something like twelve or something? I, wasn't, I don't know. I thought we got more than that. I thought we got twenty odd for him. One moment, corner. I got a bit an exclusive for the show about on out of it. Go on, him. Scored on Sunday for Bologna. That's not exclusive. Could have found out. Um, <laughs> it's, it's their first league game, I think, but he scored in a friendly. Here's the exclusive, though, yeah? Right. He is the highest paid player in Bologna's history. How do you know that, then? Uh, 
I befriended an Italian when we used to play at the bowling, and um, he texted me for the first time in five years. To tell you. Um, to ask me about Arnautovic, because he's a Bologna fan, which oh. I knew. Um, and um, he, he, so I'd, 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 we, we exchanged texts. I said to him, look, it, when he's on his game, he'll, he'll be really brilliant. But if he gets upset, hopefully you'll, you'll get the... You know the bloke who's realised this is his last dance. He's getting older and he needs to play and not cause trouble. I mean, but he'll be a goal scorer. He'll be a pain in the ass, but he'll be a goal scorer. And he scored. And he scored. Uh, he scored. I, I don't know if it was a cup game the week before as well. So he's hit the ground running now. We got he thirty-one and a half million for him, by the way. Yeah. Did there you we? go. Mm. How old was he? Must have been late twenties when we sold him. Yeah, we bought him for 13 and sold him for 31. Mm. Blimey. Done well there. Uh, um, Leon Hyde says, how many games have you actually been to live? How many goals have you seen West Ham from first game to last night? Mine's cool. at least 1,000 games. At a guess. Nigel, at a guess, please, just a guess. <laughs> don't, don't count them all up, which I imagine you might. How many games have you been to? Well, I, I, I don't know. So if you said uh, an average of 25 a season. Yeah, they say, where do you get 1,000 games I from, don't think, Yeah, I think it's trouble. So 25 a season. Oh, no, it's not mine. That's Leon's. Leon's been to Oh, okay. And this is the thing. So I, for me, I'll probably average about 25 a season um, over uh, since 1977. So what's that? Fucking hell. A long time. So ten games would be four hundred and fifty. Uh, just a guess, Nigel. Just a guess. So I'm nudging a thousand. Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Probably. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I reckon I've. I we had a season ticket for fifteen years straight. I reckon I've just worked out. So it's let's 300 see. Three hundred deal. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with games that I've been to in and out and stuff. Five hundred. Hmm. Um. Michael Levy Jr. John, do you want to guess? You've been to, uh, well, been to be, about another be, few hundred than I am. Yeah, I'll probably seven, eight hundred. Michael Levy Jr. has probably missed the question, so just a hello from me. You didn't, Michael, but hello. Belinda hello. Belinda Kikitis uh, says, Evening, peeps. I didn't go to the game last night as I was ill, gutted, watched on TV, though. Love, love, loved it all. No question, just enjoying the view from the top and gives us plenty of kisses. Dave Jones says, evening all. Well, what a fantastic performance. Hope Nigel got in on time. I saw him fighting through the crowd looking to offload a ticket or two. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, Dave, no. please. That's slander. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a reason I was bobbing about the crowd. And it, and there was a reason, yes. With Antonio <laughs> getting the record Premier League goals, how many do you think you'll, he'll get for West Ham in total? Um, I reckon he'll get to 15 this year and another 10 next. So he will end up on 65 goals. I reckon he's, I reckon Not he's by your reckoning then, because he'll be on 65 Four. goals if he gets 15. It's 75 goals. Uh, good maths. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I haven't had my dinner yet. Barry Milkman. Sorry, Barry. I don't know how to say your name. Any, I'd, I'd hold up. It's, uh, it's Michael. Barry Mickle. Mickle. Yeah. Anybody else disappointed that Antonio didn't pay tribute to Di Canio? For someone known for funny celebrations, it would have been nice if he'd done Di Canio's Chelsea Mamma Mia or even sat on the floor in front of the bench. 
Oh, no, I wasn't. I didn't disappointed. think of that. But now you say it, Barry, I am actually disappointed. He could have done the referee push over a bit. He I could know have, right yeah. did it, but that would have been... Um, did Canio come out today and said, well done, Antonio? He tried to sign him for Swindon when Antonio was at Colchester. Mm. Mm. Uh, Rick Burns says, it's Richard Burns. I'm not the boxer or the dead rally driver, but I am Brady out. <laughs> My question well, yeah. is: Do you think we Just have more don't of get a chance? In cups as Rick, then. That's all I'll say. Do you think we have more of a chance of losing Declan in the summer with a lack of signings this season, showing a lack of ambition, or do you think with a good season, the team being together, it might keep him enough? Might be enough uh, to keep him. He's talking I, next I, season. I think it'll go next season, regardless. Yeah, I think this is our last season of Rice. Um, go on, Nigel. Yeah, unless we can finish top four, I think. The the problem we've got is he plays with England, he plays with Jaden Sancho. I think it's the wages as well. J- you know, Jaden Sancho's younger than him, he's on 200 grand a week. And and Declan's, for me, and this thing, I know Sancho's an attacking player, but if you look what Declan does, he's, he's a far better player. And he's still not getting the respect that he deserves from pundits. Agreed. Sorry. Gary, I Mark Hunter says, absolutely loved it last night. Don't know, didn't know we could create such an atmosphere in that stadium. Sometimes wish Rice didn't show the rest of the, west, the, rest of the world how good he is. Yeah. Uh, listen to that Beard interview, Nigel. He's told the story almost word for word that you told the week before about standing in behind and in front of the crash barriers. He's never stood on our terraces in his life. Pathetic, pretty much like this whole offer. Um, <laughs> he did actually. That was quite funny, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ian Wiley says, "Hi, lads. Mighty Wah here." Hello. Hello. Oh yes. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I watch every game possible and have done for years. And last night's game, I think, has to be up there with one of our best performances ever over a ninety-minute period that I think I've witnessed. Do you guys agree? And are there any other ninety-minute performances that stand out for you all? Thanks again for the podcast. I love it every week. I do agree. It's one of the best. One of the best. Other full performances that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Tottenham nil, West Ham three. Um, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, it's yeah. I think I've seen better. To be honest, I know I'm being a bit harsh, but. Um. Uh, Simon Pope. Don't you start to say something. Good evening, gentlemen. What a start to the season. I'm 43. I've never been excited to be as West Ham fan as I am. A lot of that coming, isn't there? Moyes, to his credit, has got this group of players well drilled and we attack from minute one. What was refreshing yesterday was that 2-1, we didn't say, OK, that'll do. Shut up, shop and defend. Moyes in the past would have bought on defensive subs or noble, and he, but he didn't. And that is what all we all want to see. This team can go on to do big things this season. I just hope we can get in some additions to help or it could all go to shit very quickly. 3-0 yeah. Saturday to keep us top of the league, he says. But I mean, the, the, something that was said as well, wasn't it? That, that Moyes got into him at half-time. Said he wasn't impressed and wasn't pleased with what they've been doing. Yeah, because he get said about that, there. didn't he? And yeah. they asked him for more details. He goes, oh no, just, just uh, player and manager stuff. Says, yeah, but, and I've heard that from other players or other things today on various radio stations where they said yeah he had a, we had a few words at half time and whatever so 
Cannontown Len says, did anyone find anyone else find using their QR code on their phone a headache last night? The irony that I had a full-blown migraine early this morning isn't lost on me. I blame the half-assed light show with the floodlights. Brady out. Brady out. I don't know what light show he's talking about. But was he missed it, yeah. Flood, or was there a problem with floodlights? I don't know. Yeah. But yes, there was problems that with the QR That concludes... Codes. Facebook Twitter question time. Unless we've got anything over on Twitter, well, I will just quickly Oh yes, check. people did comment on Cunningham Lynn. You didn't read them out. Um, More than just the podcast said to Cunningham Lynn. Oh, go on, you read it. I don't know what you're on about. Brady out. Oh, Brady out. Brady out. Um, at more TJ podcast on Twitter, Edward Sexton says, "Evening, gentlemen. Hope you've come back to earth after the stunning performance of last night." Two questions for us. Are we going to pay Zumba, <laughs> Zuma, I think he means, exorbitant wages? Hope not. If you could rebuild our stadium, where is your preferred location? Yes, we are. But we're not spending it on anything else, so it doesn't matter. And if you could rebuild our stadium, where is your preferred location? Nigel, I'll give you that one. Over to you, Nigel. The old bus where station was always it? muted, wasn't it? Um... I'd well, I'd have built it down by, if, if we was building new on a totally different bit of land, I would have gone down by West Ham train station. Um, the old post stop, this site, should have been built there. A lot nearer the Thames Ironworks, there's still a bit of land in the docks. But naturally, um, I'd have bought up the 880 flats that are, uh, are currently, um, some are occupied, some are still to be built um, in Green Street. I'd have bulldozed them. Um, I'd have made the council watch me bulldoze them, uh, and then I'd have rebuilt a bloody football stadium there. And then what I'd have done is I'd have marched around to the bowling pub and uh, kicked them fucking out lot, put some proper beer behind the bar, because, my God, the pier in there is dog shite, all this yuppie <laughs> stuff. And they've got bouncers on the door, and apparently they don't want football fans in there. Oh, God. Really? Official. They're trying to attract the family people. What, at Upton Park, you're taking the piss people to the bowling. The Abbey Arms is a far better pub, people. Anyway. Uh, Dan3160-4340 says, if GSB Outpotet has put as much energy into getting behind the team at home games like last night, why couldn't we do a Leicester? <laughs> why not? Um, we can inspire these players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're just being the username. Is It's a bit of a troll, isn't it? Um, no, he's not, actually. Is he not? All right. No, he's a regular. Digital ticketing was a shit show last night. Irons. 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 That concludes Facebook Twitter questions. No, it don't. Time. Mark Reaper Go on. says, what chance does Pi have of negotiating a 500 million takeover when they cannot negotiate with a ticket tower outside Upton Park? Yeah, not, ma not much. Well... Why did you speak to the them right last night? Well, no, he, uh, he obviously <laughs> didn't ask the right ticket tats, did he? Where did you get that from, Nigel? I can't see that one. Uh, he, he retweeted it. He did ask it last week. But he retweeted it today because it obviously didn't get asked last week. There so I've go. asked it, Mark. Well, actually, we call him Kevin. Uh, Keith Milton tweeted last oh, night. Keith. Did we catch West Ham unaware? Weren't you expecting us? No ale in the west side, only lager. Oh. No, should have gone in the supporters club. They had no lager and only. Woody WHUFC Woody replies saying, "Who cares? Drink something else. We're top of the league." Yeah. That concludes yeah. Facebook Twitter question time. 
Ian Gravitt says, as hey, Mr. Uh, you've, been, you've been really good, Nigel, I must say. You've been really, <laughs> you've really held yourself back. Ian Gravitt with Mr. Ian Gravitt. As Mr. Grace would say, you've all done very well. Glad you're back, Nigel. Hoping the reinforcements are on their way before the end of the week. Would you like to see Baptiste on if we're cruising and maybe Coventry? Yeah, start yeah. bleeding some youngsters. I've yeah, not watched it. Is it any good? He's, he's a friend. Hey. What, Baptiste? Hey. What, they're going to put it on the big screen. We're free now up. They're going to put... Please turn your attention to the screen. Baptiste is about to start. Series final episode one. That's funny. I like that. Um, predictions. Predictions. We're playing Palace at the weekend. I think, I think I'm going to go. Striker Nigel's. He's looking that way. Yeah. John, way. you can't swing You can't swing it? No. Oh, no. Unfortunately, I can't swing it. Oh. No. I've got so many things booked West Ham in at the top weekends. of the league. I know. Um, I'm going to go this time. This time next year, I'll be all the time in the world. I'm going to be. F- I'm going to go three-one win, Nigel. Um, I, I was erring on three-nil. Oh, go on then. Three-nil, then. John. Two-one, West Ham. Right, that concludes more than just a podcast. One hour thirty, Nigel. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah, adequate. Thank you. Bye. Nigel, is this still the clip that we play at the end? I don't know what to do anymore. Play it, mate. Who knows? Hello, good evening and welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.